and welcome back to Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Skyler Sig Daddy Sigman. Decided to use my real name now. Uh, just decided to use it. Since I have that on my Twitter, it says host of Sig Daddy Wrestle Pod. Might as well use my real name now. Uh, I've been kind of away from the podcast for a while. I apologize for that. I was just, I needed a mental break. The motivation, it wasn't there. I'm I'm rejuvenated though, and I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to give you some more content, some more reviews. I might be doing a different kind of thing for uh, weekly shows instead of doing the retro pay-per-view reviews. So I will be kind of going, I'll be kind of just giving you my take on news and such every Monday now. It's not starting this week, starting next week because, you know, we have payback coming up this uh, coming Sunday. So, but yeah, I'll just kind of be doing a weekend review of sorts, except a little bit, except modified. So I'll be just kind of covering the bases of the news, giving you my takes on the latest that's going on in the world of professional wrestling. But this is the NXT TakeOver 30 review. Coming into this weekend, uh, I'm recording this on Monday night. Uh, Coming into this past weekend, this was my last chance with WWE Network. I was pretty fed up following the horror show at Extreme Rules. I was fed up with the horrific booking, and amongst other things, and the television shows were getting very, very hard to watch. I usually pay attention to AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays, but I do read the other reviews. I kind of read recap. I read recaps and reviews of uh, the NXT shows, and I've been doing that for the Raw and SmackDown shows uh, for the last month or so. i just not been really paying attention really watching the shows. I've just been kind of following along on the internet. Uh, But let's get this one started. It's NXT TakeOver 30, and Vic Joseph, Corey Graves, and Beth Phoenix are all in commentary for this. And we start out with a pre-show number one contenders tag match. Well, number one contenders, yeah, tag match for the NXT Tag Team Championship. So the winner of this gets a shot at the NXT Tag Titles. So it was Tyler Breeze and Fandango versus Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan versus Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde. In all honesty, I was not the biggest fan of this match because it was very, very chaotic and unorganized because there was literally... Everyone was involved was somehow in the match... Illegally or legally, it was hard to tell who was legal in this match because everyone was getting involved throughout and it was kind of hard to follow. But I thought it was a pretty fun match for these uh, this, these six. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was, the finish, though, kind of came out of nowhere. I liked the uh, Spanish Fly by Mendoza on Breeze at the end, followed by that 450 by Wild. Both teams come in, break up the pin. Lorcan then blasts Wild with an uppercut. Breeze finishes off Lorcan with a super kick. I just felt that was weird. I've never, I haven't seen a super kick as a finish in quite a while. And it just threw me off a little bit. It was an all right tag match though to, uh, for the pre-show. It was just not a lot of structure to it and a lot of illegal guys getting involved constantly. 
But uh, nice to see Bri- nice to see uh, Bri- Brizango uh, getting an opportunity at the tag titles. I'm going to give it a B minus grade. Following that was the kickoff of the show. It was Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. I personally enjoyed this quite a bit because I liked the the grappling exchanges between Timothy Thatcher and Finn Balor throughout this match. Finn was trying to hang with Timothy Thatcher's kind of catch wrestling and submission uh, offense. And I really, really enjoyed it. And it was continuous uh, work on the knee by Timothy Thatcher throughout this match. And it played into the finish, which I really, I kind of liked. Finn, I, I like that Finn didn't just stop with the uh, stomp. He, not that stomp, but the coup de gras. I like that he just went for 1916 after that and got the win. Like I said, I really enjoyed this match. I'm going to give it an A minus. I really liked seeing the submission wrestling throughout this one. Love Thatcher targeting the whole entire body, actually. He didn't just target the leg, but he ta- targeted the whole entire body of Balor throughout this match and it was fun to see Balor kind of hold his own with Thatcher on the mat we haven't really seen that side of Finn Balor throughout his time in WWE a minus grade for that match following that was the five-man ladder match for the vacant NXT North American Championship Velveteen Dream taking on Bronson Reed versus Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest and this was a lot of spot, 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 without a lot of selling, especially in the middle point of the match. I noticed that. I was sitting there, I'm like, they're hardly selling anything. And the the move that kind of breaks the non-selling portion of the match, sort of, was a tope suicida by Bronson Reed. It was kind of odd to me, but... It was kind of cool to see Priest win it. I loved Candice LeRae getting involved in this match. Brings her back to her PW. Brings me back to her PWG days, uh, where you'd see her take on the guys all the time. If you haven't ever checked out the Guerrilla Warfare match between her and that Joey Ryan guy, don't mention his name, but don't like mentioning his name. But it was Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae versus. The Young Bucks in a Guerrilla Warfare match. Super entertaining. Very fun match for that one. But this match was a fine ladder match. Wasn't a great one. Loved the Candice LeRae involvement. Bronson Reed hit a freaking splash with Candice LeRae on his back late in the match. I liked the way they took Velveteen Dream out. I really don't think he should have been involved in it in this match at all or even on NXT television because he was yeah you know what's going on the speaking out movement and the allegations against him really shouldn't have been involved in this match really shouldn't be shouldn't have a job anymore but I can't do anything about that so we continue the finish with Priest and Gargano fighting over the title reminded me a little bit of Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. If you ever watched that match from No Mercy 2008 where they're fighting, kind of playing tug of war with the title at the end of the match. Uh, I, But 
Priest wins it as Gargano loses grip on the title. And it was fun. I'll say that. It was a pretty fun ladder match, but the lack of selling hurt it a little bit for me. But still, really enjoyable ladder match. It's going to get a B. Pat McAfee then with his entourage taking on Adam Cole. This was the most intriguing match of the evening because we didn't know what Pat was going to look like. Pat had, I don't think there was a lot of expectations coming into this match because you know the past celebrity kind of matches where, what, uh, Kane Velasquez, even though these are legit combat sport athletes, Kane Velasquez and Tyson Fury, they looked like absolute dog crap in those matches. But you know what? In this match, Pat McAfee freaking blew my damn mind. Yes, he blew my damn mind. He surpassed any and all expectations I had in one minute. Within the first minute of the match, he was better than both Cain Velasquez and Tyson Fury combined. Needless to say, Pat was Pat's been training for the last couple of years for his in-ring debut, but Pat looked fantastic throughout this match. He had a flip dive, he hit a freaking backflip off the top rope, landed on his feet, jumped off the top rope, and hit a freaking superplex on Cole. This is a freaking NFL punter that hit that stuff. And you know what? Cole was a consummate professional throughout this match. He carried the action, of course. Pat looked fantastic, but Cole just continued to show why he is the, quite possibly, the best damn wrestler, professional wrestler on this planet. Not many guys could pull that off. A Pat McAfee, a celebrity match on a pay-per-view stage. But Adam Cole put on probably the best match of the night with a guy in his first ever, ever professional wrestling match. That just shows how damn good Adam Cole is. And this match was just fun. This match was a whole lot of fun. Pat almost got the win with the punt kick, uh, the punt. Cole got a figure four leg lock in him at one time. And I like that he didn't finish with the last shot. He thought about it. He's like, ah, no, I'm going to pile drive his ass. So he goes up. He hits a Panama sunrise on Pat McAfee to finish things off. And this match is going to get an A. I had my doubts. I had my doubts, no doubt about it, but Pat was fantastic here. He was better than both Cain Velasquez and Tyson Fury within the first minute, like I said already. And I really, the thing is, normally I don't want to see these celebrities ever come back in the ring again. I want Pat back in the ring. I'd love to see him wrestle again because he did that damn good. And this continues to show why Cole is quite possibly the best play, best professional wrestler in this freaking universe. A. After that, we get Dakota Kai with Raquel Gonzalez versus Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. And you know what? This was also pretty great also. Pretty great also. 
Not quite an A grade here, but still, it was a really good match. Dakota Kai and Io Shirai, they delivered here a pretty darn good match. There was a scary moment, though, in the first uh, few minutes of the match. I think Io Shirai was going for like a front handspring and kind of landed on, on her head. Little scary spot at the beginning, but still, it led to a really good match between the two. Love the stuff. Love Dio hitting a Shote called uh, kind of a Jushin Thunder Liger uh, salute there, along with a Kamigoye. Shout out to Kota Bushi there. That was some pretty cool stuff. Dakota worked the arm pretty well throughout the match. And also, I liked the finish where. Kai is going for a forearm on the apron. Io goes for a uh, springboard. Kai stops her, then sends Kai headfirst into the top turnbuckle. Kai drop kicks Io and kicks her in the face. Uh, it's the same move she hit to become number one contender. Io gets her foot on the rope after the cover. Kai then accidentally hits the ref with a boot in the corner. Then a German suplex followed. German suplex by Io falls. She follows it up with a moonsault, but there's no ref to cover. Io goes to the ref, one-armed powerbomb by Gonzalez. Excuse me, Gonzalez. She drags the ref for the cover. Io kicks out at the last second. Kai then goes for a big move again. Cross-face by Io. Kai rolls out. Like I said, Kamagoye. Freaking awesome. Uh, moonsault to both Raquel and Kai on the outside. Then Io gets Kai back in the ring. Hits another moonsault. One, two, three, match over. Io Shirai, Io Shirai, still your NXT Women's Champion. B-plus grade for that one. Really nice selling by Io throughout, selling her arm. And the interference in this match, while I don't like interference for the most part, this made sense because Raquel Gonzalez is Dakota Kai's meal ticket. Raquel then attacks Io post-match, and Rhea Ripley shows up and stares down Raquel and that's going to lead to a big match between the two uh, Titans here later on, probably in the next takeover. Uh, they stare down for about 30 seconds, and then Raquel leaves the ring with Kai. Then we get the main event of the evening, Karrion Cross with Scarlett Bordeaux versus Keith Lee for the NXT Championship. And I didn't really like this match a ton. It was good, but... This could have been so much better. I understand why it might have not been as good now. Karrion Cross during the match, suffered a separated shoulder, which totally stinks because he was about to get his title run started, and it kind of stinks. But the match leading up to it wasn't fantastic, but it was all right. It was all right. They really, I don't know what's going on, what was going on here. Because Keith Lee had his arm worked for what seemed like 10 years during this match. There was at least a 10-minute portion of this 20 or so minute match that Karrion Cross was working the shoulder of Keith Lee. And it dragged the match a little bit. It dragged the match really quite a bit. Uh, Keith powers out of an armbar by slamming Cross, but yeah, it's, it, it's a long stretch where 
Karrion Cross has the advantage. And really, this match did not take advantage of Keith Lee's athleticism. The last two takeover matches have really been Keith Lee fighting from underneath each time. And it's him like selling an injury throughout the match. I get the selling portion of it. But really, one of this guy's greatest assets is his freak athleticism. A guy that's over 300, I think about 350. And he can do moonsault. He can do stuff that the cruiserweights can do on 205 Live. And y'all don't use him for his athleticism. But it's whatever. Karrion Cross ends up winning the NXT Championship after a second rope Saito suplex. And it's kind of a shocking conclusion to the match. I'm going to give this match a B-. It was a good match, but not great to close out the show. Don't mind the shock finish, but we'll see what happens with Karrion Cross here because he has a separated shoulder, so I don't know what they're going to do with him moving forward or with the title. That's Triple H reported that after the uh, show. Um, but I'm really not, I wasn't really a big fan of Lee being a transitional champion, but as of this recording, he's on Raw tonight. He's debuting and his first feud is going to be with Seth Rollins. So that's going to be a good thing for him. Hopefully he doesn't get misused on the main roster, much like a lot of the NXT call-ups, but if WWE has any common sense, the reactions at Survivor Series and in, at the Royal Rumble in January should tell you this guy is a main, excuse me, a main eventer. You gotta give him a main event slot sometime in the near future. You got to. The crowd will demand it. And you got to listen to your fans for once, WWE. You have to. Because this what, that's what turns people off, is when they don't get listened to. A.K.A. Rusev. A.K.A. Matt Cardona. A.K.A. Yeah. I, I'm not going to do even more, any more A.K.A.'s, but Matt Cardona. Rusev. Rusev Day. You Vince McMahon told Rusev that they were just... It was a joke. That the fans were cheering him. No, the dude was over like freaking Rover. So was Matt, I mean, well, Zack Ryder at the time. He was over like Rover. Yet you don't capitalize off a guy that naturally gets over. You have to push somebody that is your guy. Oh, this is my guy. It's not somebody that naturally gets themselves over. Keith Lee is one of those guys that's naturally over. Give him a main event slot. Maybe not immediately. Maybe after this program with Seth Rollins. Who knows? Maybe about six months down the line. This The guy needs to be needs to be a main eventer sooner rather than later. I get you need to build guys up, but this shouldn't be a super long build. The guy's already over with the main roster crowd. You heard that Survivor Series. You heard that the Royal Rumble this past year. So WWE, the ball, the main roster Vince, Bruce, whoever, the ball is in your court. Don't screw it up. This brings me to my overall grade for NXT TakeOver 30. I'm going to give this a B plus. 
This is about at the level of the last takeover, the takeover in your house. I might get the, give the slight edge to NXT takeover in your house. This was not great, but still pretty good. A lot better than what we get from WWE main roster pay-per-views. Maybe not the ones from this week, but still. Maybe not the front one uh, I'll be giving to you here soon, SummerSlam. But still, most of the time, these deliver more than the main roster pay-per-views. B-plus grade, not the greatest takeover, but still, a pretty enjoyable show. You can kick back and watch this on the WWE Network. Pretty good stuff, especially you got to watch the Pat McAfee-Adam Cole match. It's freaking awesome. (laughs) It's awesome. And then also the Io Shirai uh, Dakota Kai match. Both really good. Definitely check those out from NXT TakeOver 30. Shortly after I post this pay-per-view review, NXT TakeOver 30, I will be giving you my thoughts on SummerSlam 2020. My review, my grades for SummerSlam 2020. Be ready for that. Until next time, though, this is Sig Daddy signing off. Thanks for listening, and so long, everybody.